Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Songwriters on Process podcast. My name is Benno Papari, and since 2010, I've run the Songwriters on Process website, where you can find more than 200 conversations with songwriters about the creative process. I'm not here to talk about tour stories, band drama, how a band got its name, or favorite foods. My goal is to treat songwriters as writers, plain and simple. This is an intelligent conversation about the writing process between two writers. And today's interview is with Barty's Strange. So we did this interview back in April of 2021, and the video version of it is up on the Songwriters on Process YouTube channel. And you really should watch it as well as listen to this podcast version, because I think he was in his studio when we did this, and he is just surrounded by things related to music. I mean, sometimes I do these interviews and people are in their living rooms or kitchens or bedrooms or wherever outside. And that's fine. We were in his studio and I think he might live there because it was, he was surrounded by things related to music. And I know he should be, um, but there were mixing boards and instruments and, and all these kind of things. And I just, I get the sense that he is always thinking about music, always creating I don't know when he's not. And listening to this interview, which just really occurs to me that I, I think he, there's a frustration that there's not enough hours in the day to create and to get these ideas uh, down to record these ideas. And so uh, here's one thing he said to me. He said, there are days when the songs won't stop coming. It's like I'm holding a bucket in the rain and just trying to catch all the ideas. Uh, you know, he's showed me his phone at one point and it's filled with voice memos um, and, uh, so that, that was, I think certainly the recurring theme throughout this, but, you know, we did this interview in April, what, what did I say? April of 2021 and a year into the pandemic. And we did talk about the frustration and the difficulty it has been to, uh, write when, you know, his, 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 his first, his debut album, uh, is called Live Forever. It came out in 2021, and it's fantastic. And uh, he writes about everyday life experiences. And like a lot of songwriters, if you're not around people and not living, it's hard to write about things. And so we talked about the difficulty in creating uh, when you're not exposed to people and when you don't go outside and, and aren't social. This is also a good time to post this podcast because there was a uh, he was featured in the New York Times uh, magazine a week or two ago, a feature on him. He's a fantastic songwriter. I love his music. So this was a very enjoyable conversation. Uh, and with that, let's listen to my interview with Bartiz Strange. Let's get started. Um, I always like to ask, I guess, how much outside of songwriting, uh, how much writing are you doing? Do you do a bit of journaling or kind of dabbling in anything else? Are you doing anything outside of songwriting? I should journal a lot more, but um, I journal a couple times a week, probably. I'd like to be doing it every day. Um, I probably do most of my writing, though, um, through voice memos. Like, anytime I think of anything, I just I say it, hum it, sing it, whatever I can do to get the idea down. Because the way I write is, like, I collect pieces for as long as I want, and I just kind of pick a date in the future. And I'm like, I'll revisit all these pieces later. And so as long as I get like that initial idea down, I'm good. So that's a, uh, that's normally my writing process. Yeah. <laughs> I do find that. So it's funny you said about journaling because I think songwriters I can group them into three categories. Those who journal every day, 
those who don't journal and have no desire to, and those who journal but wish they did. Um, so it sounds like you're in that last category. So do you, I guess, do, do you, I, I guess, but you sound like you do a little bit of it or not at all. Yeah. A little bit. Does that ever make it way, make its way into your songs at all? Do you ever go back to those, you know, mind them for song ideas? Rarely. Really? Yeah. But it's like, it's coming from a different place. You know, when I journal, it's like, it's like a stress reliever in a way. It's like, I wake up in the morning. I have too much on my plate. I need to just like get it down, you know, like write down the list or whatever, um, which is like a very different space from how I write music. Um, so it's pretty rare that like journal entries will make it into a song unless it's like a big thought or I'm writing a song in, a, in my journal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the you mentioned the voice memo. So I interviewed Brian Fallon a couple of months ago and he told me, and I think I'm going to quote him almost directly. He said, if any songwriter ever tells you that they go back to those voice memos, they're lying. He said, I have hundreds of those. I haven't gone back to them in years, but it sounds like that is an absolutely deliberate part of your process to go back. Oh, yeah. I live off those voice memos. It's like, it's everything. If I lost my voice memos, I'd be in trouble. Like, I'm, I think it's perfect. I'm like, it goes straight to the cloud. It's backed up. Like, if I lose my journal... You know, I'll be like Bono, you know, when Bono lost his note, lost his lyrics, you know. Like. Right, right, right. So do you organize those at all? I mean, are they are they done? Because I've heard this from other songwriters and they organize those ideas like thematically. Do you organize them at all? Or do you just so when you go back, you literally just just go back and, and look for ideas? I'm going to show you what it looks like if you can see it. It's just dozens. So they're... And, they're not organized at all. Yeah. So how do you know what to go back to, though? You... I just listen to them all. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll listen to, like, you know, I'll pick a date, like I said. And I normally only use it if I have an idea. So yeah. I just start from the top and just start going down. I mean, I've got the dates, and I can see where I was when I made the idea. And uh, and most of the times, the idea is, like, 15, 20 seconds. So it's pretty easy to just, like, listen to 15 of them or so and be like, oh that one's good. Let's dig in on that and mm -hmm. go for it. So are those melodies or lyrics? What are they? Both. It could be a drum beat, a melody, a guitar lick, lyrics, a harmony idea, um, anything, um, as long as I get it. Do you ever think about where you are when these, these things come to you? Um, you know, are you in a certain place sometimes or they just kind of, is it all the time? It's all the time, which is, I don't know, the, my relationship with music is kind of weird because of that. Like, I feel like, I, I mean, if I were like a religious person, I would be like, God is just throwing songs down because I don't feel like I'm smart enough or like amazing enough to just make it up. Like they just come, like there are days when like the songs just come and I just got to I'm like with a bucket in the rain, like just trying to catch all the ideas. Um, and then I look at the bucket and I'm like, thanks, God. <laughs> I've got enough here. I can write with this. You know, like that's like how I feel every time I write. Um, and it, it hits me anytime, like airport, grocery store, in the car, writing and something, you know, sitting in my basement, whatever. You know, I, I'm always kind of thinking about it. So it can happen anytime. So I guess with that writing, um, 
you know, over the past year, especially, I, I think there seems to be this, and I've asked every songwriter this for the past year, this idea, I think, with some people that this is a great time for songwriters. You're not touring, you know, you have a lot of time on your hands. And I'm reminded of, there was an article a few months ago um, in the Washington Post by the theater critic, Peter Marks, and he talks about how Shakespeare wrote King Lear during the plague, and he was excited to see what's going to come from all of this. Um, but that's not the case. I think most songwriters have told me that this is a difficult time to write. Some of them said, you know, they wrote for a month and then stopped cold. It was just difficult. So I guess broadly, is it difficult for you to write? Not as necessarily in the past year, but is it difficult for you to write during periods of heavy emotional weight? Or is that a time when you thrive? Well, I can write during a time of emotional weight, but I can't write about the weight. Like I can't write about what I'm experiencing. I, I feel like I need like time to go through it and to get on the other end of it to write about it. You know? So like, like with the pandemic, I was able to write a good chunk of music over the last year. And I worked on a bunch of records producing, yeah. but um, I wasn't really writing about what was going on right now. I feel like I'm finally getting to the point where I can start thinking through what I was thinking about like last year around this time. And um, I've got a lot of voice memos from, you know, March and April going into the pandemic that I'm looking at now. And I'm like, Oh, like I have some perspective on that now. Like, you know, I, I feel like I can comment on that. Um, but I couldn't at the time. Um, and I also think like another part, hard part about just being inside all day and being expected to write music is like, I need to like experience life to write about it. You know, that's yeah. my inspiration comes from very normal, average things, um, you know, that you just experience doing a routine, you know. And so uh, without that routine, it can be kind of we don't you kind of lose a, your pool to draw from. But, um, yeah, that's something I've heard on the practical level. If you're not around people, <laughs> what is it to write about? Right. I mean, if, if and I think that that. You know, that certainly makes sense. Um, and that's what Hemingway also said. He said he couldn't write about Paris when he was in Paris. He couldn't write about Spain when he was in Spain. He'd always needed distance from that. How do you know when you're ready to write about those things, though? Is there, you know, do you try to write about it and then stop and say it's not the right time? Or is there a time when you just know, I think I'm ready to process this? Well, um, like I said, I like to kind of set dates. So, for example, um, I've been kind of tracking for the last, like, year like ideas loose ideas some more thought out than the than others but i would just go with the idea until i couldn't go anymore and i'd be like okay cool stop that's great put it in a voice memo put it in a garage band session i've got the idea i'm gonna pick the date of june 5th 2021 to really go in and start processing the this stuff and seeing like if these songs have legs and if they do they'll be on the next record like i'll just start like moving forward in the pre-production process. It's almost like March Madness. Like I've got all the songs and I just like, there's like a tournament against each other. Like which ones do I think are the best? And then the ones that I think I can actually run with, I just go for. And all the other ones I just save for next time, you know, like those songs may change. I'll rearrange them a year later. I'll, you know, find collaborators to work with me on them if I still feel like I can't finish it. Um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. You write well. I'm, I'm. I've never heard that before with the dates, like the specific dates. Do you write well 
under deadline? If I said to you, I need something in 24 hours, do you thrive with that? Or does that give you kind of that anxiety? Um, deadlines are fine. Um, I personally think I like to do, I like setting dates because I don't, it makes me feel like I'm going to do it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's so easy for musicians to have a million ideas and no songs out. You know, it's so easy to fall into that. I have a lot of friends who are prolific writers, but not prolific, like executors. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like, you know, I have a pretty loose philosophy on music. You know, I'm not like a, theory nerd or i didn't go to school for it none of that you know i uh and i really think like the recording process is important but if the song has to just be great like if the song is great then the recording is going to be fine like there's a lot of music that's recorded poorly that's just great music because the song is so good so i don't put a lot of pressure on how hard it is to execute an idea i think about like cool like i want to capture like the heart of this song and then however I record it, like, it's going to be great. Like, I'm not worried about that. I'll just pick a date and record it. <laughs> that's kind of like how it works in my brain. Yeah. yeah. Have you always been a, a, that's a pretty disciplined process. I mean, you, you hit on something that I agree with you. And most songwriters, if I ask them if they're disciplined writers, they say, I wish I was, but I'm absolutely not. Um, where did that come from, though? I mean, that, that discipline, have you always been that way? I don't know. Um, it's funny. I um. It's like, I like that you say it's discipline because I've always thought it was like procrastination. Like, <laughs> like uh, a year, in a year, I'll get to it in a year, you know? But um, right. but you're right, that's how I do it. Um, and I, I mean, before I did music, I mean, I was a political strategist for yeah. about a decade. Um, and, you know, I worked a very much nine to five life and uh, got used to executing campaigns <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so um I I think that's probably where that comes from, just like my need to just like I can't do the next thing until I finish this thing. And yeah. Uh, it's like how I I'm, I'm wired now. DC did it to me. <laughs> exactly. I th- I do think that it's discipline though. Like you're at least setting I'm going to have this done on this date. Yeah. Um even though that date may be a year from now, I still think of that as, you know, discipline. Okay. Um Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, the ritual that I'm fascinated by artist rituals. So, uh, you know, is there a time of day? Is there a place thing you need to have with you in order to be, to have a good writing session? To me, it's about confidence. Like just knowing that I have certain things with me that will give me a good kind of writing session. Um, how important is that ritual to your process? I don't know my ritual. I, I would probably just like, I don't know if I have one. It helps if I have a guitar. <laughs> That's kind of, you know, I, and I kind of like writing in places that are new. Um, I don't necessarily have to like, I, I, I don't have a ritual. I'm sorry. I wish hmm. I did. I mean, but this is like, this is like something about me. Like I don't really do that, but I've always, I have this like weird, like tension with like rituals and gear where it's like, I feel like people depend on these other things to do their work. Like they're like, I need the the elements to all be perfect so I can do what I got to do. But I am like a b- big believer. Well, I guess a self believer where, where I say, I don't need any of this to do what I do. 
<laughs> like, right. I had a great song with nothing in the room. And that's how I like to feel. You know, I like to think that I can do that. And so, um, you know, I'll write a song in a bus. I can write a song in my studio. I can write a song in my bed. Um, and that's like, I feel like that's kind of like my secret weapon that I don't need anything to do everything. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I hope that was a good answer. <laughs> no, it, it's so do you, is there even a time of day? Like it's gotta be a time of day. No. So you're, you could do it morning. It, not even that. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, there's times I wake up in the morning. A lot of things come very late at night. Mm-hmm. Some things, you know, come in the middle of the day. It just depends. Um, it, 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 there's no rhyme or reason. I wish there was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like Is, do, I like to kind of set hours. Like if I'm working on a record, um, I'll be like, cool. We're doing like hard 11 to eight every day. And we're stopping yeah. at eight. I, Cause I, I, I don't like to beat a horse to death. Love it. Do you ever notice if those places are, if the song is different based on if you're writing it in your bed versus like sitting in that chair? Yes. Now that's true. So like when I'm in my studio, like this is my basement, like this yeah. is all my stuff. When I'm in here alone, I write the best stuff. Like I've been hooked to like, I feel like when I'm in my house, that's when I'm like synthesizing. I'm like looking at things that inspire me and doing my version of it. So I would like, there's some music that I'm going to put out next year that I'm like, well, almost all of it was made in this room. Um, and it was made through the process, a very long process of like sampling and resampling these like entire sections that I've arranged, which like, I just could never do that in front of other people or at a studio. Like it takes too long. It is kind of not good for the gear. Like it could fuck up some gear. So <laughs> like it's, it's better to do with my stuff. Um, and like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of slow. So I don't want like anyone around to watch me do this process. Like, right. Funny. Like lyric writing is like one thing, but like making the sound that's like where I can, I go crazy. Like, um, and I can only go that crazy in my house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you're okay, so if you're upstairs and you go, oh, I got this great idea. Are you going to run downstairs or are you going to still, so you won't continue to write if you know it's coming. Cause if you know, it sounds like the basement is where, you know, you're at your great, you're, you're at your best. So if you have that idea, you're going, I got to get downstairs to write. So I think there is that element of like, I don't know, superstition or confidence, whatever. I think of it as like my tool shed. Yeah. It's like all my tools are down there. I can't, I can't build this thing without my hammer. <laughs> That's how it yeah. feels. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a tool, you know, like I got, you know, I can't make it without that. I have to, I have to record it onto something, you know, it's like, but yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that is a little bit of a routine. What, what about the role of movement? Um, i Talk to a lot of songwriters who mention walking, biking. Um, you know, I interviewed um, Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam a couple months ago. He has this whole really interesting theory about bipedal movement. Literally, the swinging of the limbs creates melodies for him, and he gets so many ideas when he's you know walking because of the the swinging of the limbs actually creates some kind of rhythm. I've heard swimming is a big thing. Um, does the role of movement ever play a factor in your process at all? Like maybe have ideas come to you when you're moving or something like that. I was actually going to say stillness. Oh, like, really? 
I love, I've got like a park behind my house with a bench and there's nothing more for me when I can write the best, it comes from clarity. Like I have to empty my brain and I have to focus on what I'm doing fully. Um, it's hard for me to do it while I'm worried about like my taxes or like some email or whatever. Yeah. So it's Or if I'm washing the dishes, like doing mm. something that kind of menial, but I have to like do it and you can't do anything else while you're doing it. Mowing the lawn, um, yeah. things like that, sweeping, that kind of stuff helps me think about music because I'm finally can only do one thing with my mind and my body. <laughs> and I feel like that clears the room for other things, you know, I don't know, but um, yeah, I guess it kind of tracks with like the moving the limbs, like if I'm sweeping and doing dishes, but um, I like to think of it as like stillness. Like I yeah. finally like a, some clarity or some cl- clearness in my mind. Um, that's where I can write the best. You mentioned the mowing and I've heard gardening comes up a lot. Uh, the gardening, whether it's just the menial, I think you mentioned that the menial task of it, but gardening, um, I've heard that a lot too. Uh, so that comes up. Um, but also how much of that is maybe boredom, right? I mean, is, is boredom a necessary element? You know, you call it stillness, but I've heard people say, uh, and I think Scott Adams, the creative Dilbert wrote this, he wrote this column like 10 years ago in the wall street journal about how boredom is a necessary element of the creative process that article i've read it before yeah oh yeah oh you have oh excellent finally someone's read it i've mentioned a million times no one's ever read it before excellent yeah so do you yeah i've shared that article with so many people and i I believe it i think that's yeah 100 that most that people aren't used to being bored (laughs) yeah and it's right it's a thing that we all experience and it can be productive you know it can be a good thing um but yeah i feel like a lot of my ideas come when things are still and uh, I'm sitting with myself, like I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Um, you know, I'm able to kind of let my, my mind just run. Um, and then, uh, I can find things that I normally wouldn't be able to, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the dishes I've heard cooking too. Sometimes, um, people get ideas, um, with your lyrics, are you a pen and paper person or a computer person? Oh, I I wish I was a computer person, but I'm a pen and paper person. Okay. Like, I was on the computer more just because it's easier to organize and I lose shit all the time. So I've been trying to be better about like getting everything to my notes app at least like once a week, like go through the journal, just like, even if you're just taking a picture of the page, put it in, you know, like just so I have it in more than one place because it scares me to lose those things. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the the next question. I could do a probably a website dedicated just to the pens and pencils and papers that songwriters tend to use. People are enormously loyal to brands, color of ink, or even type of pen and type of paper. So do you have any loyalty at all to those things? I don't actually. Um, oh. I kind of take whatever's around. This probably tracks, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't. Yeah. No. I just like. No, I, <laughs> there was a year when it was sticky notes. Oh my God. <laughs> I've heard that. Yes. Uh, there was like two years. It was sticky notes. There were sticky notes everywhere, like all over my room, all like on the monitors, on my windows, on like my, my soundproofing materials everywhere. I mean, that was how I was organizing everything. Um, and then eventually I moved you know, I got like a moleskin, which is cool. You know, I, I probably use that one the most cause I see it the most and 
I can just grab it at a bookstore. I probably grab one every time I see one almost. Yeah. Yeah. I have like a little, a stack of them. So I always have some at the house. So yeah. But on pens, whatever. I don't know. I've got a shot today. This will work. Okay. Um, but I've, the pen and paper thing, though, it can be advantage because the stuff is always there. I mean, you know, songwriters who tell me they work on a computer, you know, you delete those lyrics, they're gone. And who knows if you need them again. So at least you've got the, the you know, that with pen and paper, things are already memorialized, right? Yeah. And it's slower. So yeah. that's good. Like, I can, I don't know what it is about writing it, but when I'm writing it on paper, I feel more thoughtful when I'm writing it on a computer. I'm just trying to catch something. I'm like, don't forget, da 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 da, boom boom, you know. Mm-hmm. But on my pen and paper, I'm like, what am I actually doing? Like, <laughs> this is what I want this to say, you know. Like, it's a, I can think deeper there. Yeah, that's I, I and I feel the same way. My handwriting's atrocious, and I feel like. We don't, I don't use a pen and paper as much anymore. So my handwriting is suffering, but that deliberate. And it's, so there was, I remember there was, I was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. And it was, I think the year that NWA got inducted, whatever that was. And this, they had a display um, of their handwritten lyrics on, from one of the songs I forgot, you know, in this case. And it was next to, um, they had NWA, NWA next to Chicago, you know, the seventies era band. And it was like very, it was like the lyrics to some simple Chicago song, one of those seventies ballads. And it was like, you know, four or five words on a line. Then it was the NWA lyric. And it was unbelievable that sheet because it was like when they got to the end of the line, the words were getting smaller and smaller so they could fit that word in there. And there were so many crossouts. It was fascinating to see how they tried like four or five different words on a line to make sure they fit. But I felt like it was such an alive process and you actually saw them thinking through it. And I think it would be helpful, like as a songwriter, if you go back to those things, right? Yes. Um, I, yeah, you, I'm excited to write this next album because I, I feel like I'm going to be writing a lot more on paper than I, I did on the last one. Lyrics are also always the very last thing I do. Yeah, I was like, going to ask am, you that. Yeah, like I, you know, I I spend so much time on arrangement and sounds. I have such a deep connection to sound. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to find a way. You know, when I think about a song and I think about what the hook is, I'm like the hook can just be the tone of the guitars. You know, mm-hmm. like I, it's philosophical <laughs> in many directions on like with an arrangement. And so by the time I get to the lyrics. Oftentimes I'm just like freestyling every time I sing the song until we're recording it. And then I'm like capturing every little thing I like from my freestyles, like in sessions or on paper or in my notes app. And then I just like amalgamate, like I like, I start editing, like I trim the fat. I find the phrases I think work best together. Um, I make sure it's in line with like the tone of the piece. Oftentimes like my music bits and pieces of songs match up to bits and pieces of other songs and yeah. fine with me because like i look at the song as like an emotion i'm like what am i trying to express here cool the lyrics don't have to be on the head for that like i can just write something a little more loose but it's beautiful and it sounds good and it was fun to say back you know so um there's I, oh my god like lyrics stress me out <laughs> because of that because it can go so many directions but i i literally will like be writing my lyrics up until the last take that I do. Oh, really? Song. 
So it's safe to say you've never written the lyrics first, any song. The lyric never come first. Never. Um, never. I can't wait till I do, though. I feel like that's going to be a big moment, but I haven't done that yet. Mm -mm. Yeah, is that, I guess, is that, is that, you know, if there's one thing you'd like to improve upon as a songwriter, one part you wish you were more efficient or effective at, what would it be? Is that lyric writing? It would be lyrics. And it's so weird because people always tell me that I write great lyrics. And I'm like, yeah, you do. I'm like, yo, thank you. I appreciate it. But those are definitely the things that are, I probably am working on them the longest because mm-hmm. I, every time I, a song, I sing it differently, I try a new thing. And then, uh, you know, like I said, at the very last minute, I look at everything and I say, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. You're in, you're out. <laughs> With words, like specific words, that the, I was going to ask you about your revision process, but I think you covered it. So when you're revising lyrics, are you switching words out or tossing entire lines or what? Um, I go melody first. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what vowels do I want in the melody? Oh, like, yeah. Like, do these vowels work? Like, are they actually like, if I was singing this song back, would I be able to like, I, I look at like the consonants, like how are the S's and the T's running into each other? Like mm-hmm. maybe we have a different word there because I feel like it's kind of crunchy. Those words aren't very musical, you know? So from, I go that deep and then it goes to, okay, what am I actually saying? Like, what's the message of the lyric with the arrangement? Does it get that arrangement across? Like, does it help? Does it push the song forward? And I think it's kind of fun to write the lyrics last because by then I have the whole sonic vision like expressed. Yeah. And then I could be like, is this helping or hurting? Like a doctor, like first move, like do no harm, right? Like, you know, it's like I'm only writing things that are going to push the song more. Um, okay, let's end with this. I find that songwriters are voracious readers. Um, how much reading do you get to do? Who do you like to read? So this is like one of my biggest challenges. Um, up until October, I was working all the time and doing music as often as I could. Then October came and I became, I started producing full time and working on music when I could. And then like I hit January and I was like, Oh shit. Like I need a hobby. Like I don't, music is like all I'm doing and I have nothing else to do. Like maybe I'll start reading again. And so (laughs) I started, I actually, I started first with this bell hooks book all about love. Uh, Oh, nice. I, I wanted to read that. And uh, I've been working on that. Um, I started reading the Malcolm X book by Alice Haley. Um, yeah. Dad, um, gifted it to me. I, I've wanted to read that um, for a long time. And um, and I've just been chipping away at those really for like two months. And so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited to become a reader again, because I love reading. And up until I started working so much, um, I uh, I read pretty often. So I'm excited to get back into it. Yeah. So who before that, I guess when you were reading a lot, did you have some go-to authors that were your favorites? Yes. Um, I'm a huge Philip Roth fan. Ah, yeah. I hear that a lot. Why? Yo, American Pastoral. I just, it hit me so hard. Like, I don't know what it was about that book, but after I read that book, I was like, damn, this fool can write. This Mm -hmm. is an amazing. I remember just being hit by how good he wrote and the, the stories he told like Swede Lvov and his daughter and how she becomes a Jane and eventually like a terrorist and like all of these 
horrible things happening to beautiful people against this backdrop of like the pastoral landscape of literature in America and like what pastoral writing normally represents and how he just like flipped it on its head. I was like, damn, Philip Roth, you're great. Right. <laughs> you know, I just thought it was such a deep and like effective and like, like amazing premise. And it was so clearly expressed. It inspired me, you know, like I was like, damn, I, I want to write songs like that. Like, that. Yeah. you know, it's just, I thought it was beautiful and so well done. So anyways, that was like that book and that particular author is like someone that I, I like a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's it for the latest episode of songwriters on process. Don't forget, you can find all of my interviews with over 200 songwriters on my Songwriters on Process website at songwritersonprocess.com, going all the way back to 2010. You can read them, watch them, or listen to them. So until next time, thanks for listening. 